The subject of today's episode is a method of torture that can be found in almost every human civilization in history and having almost as many types of devices to implement it. Used on criminals, prisoners of war, slaves, insubordinate soldiers, vagrants, political dissidents, and, in some places, even people that attend mixed gender parties. Usually a non-lethal form of punishment, it could easily be pushed to the extreme and used as a brutal source of execution. We'll cover just a handful of the places and times where it was carried out and the specific devices they employed to administer it, going by various names depending on the tool used, be it whipping, flogging, birching, or even caning, the outcome was almost always the same, leaving the victim welted, scarred, and bloody. Today we cover flagellation. I'm Kevin Young. And my safe word is platypus. Uh, This is torture. So people don't get mixed Uh, up. We're not talking about flatulation. Flagellation. We'll talk about that for just a a brief second at the very end. Um, Before we get into anything, I just uh, give a shout out to our main reference material for this episode. The Big Book of Pain, Torture and Punishment Through Through History by Mark P. Donnelly and Daniel Dell. I've used this book a handful of times as reference material for this show. Um, Not everything that's in this episode is from this book, uh, but I do use enough of it to warrant referencing, referencing it on the actual show. So, um, got a lot of good stuff in that book, but, you know, it is what it is. Good, good. Sounds like yeah. an interesting little read. <laughs> to, to it, 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 yeah, it covers, all, I mean, it covers pretty much everything. Uh, it doesn't go in depth for some things as it does for others, but it, it definitely covers the history of torture, especially, um, medieval torture. I'm known for a fact uh, anyway. by my background there's another book that people will be using for reference material for such things <laughs> but you might get a little bit more kind of hot under the collar yeah. uh, I've always said that if the guy in Fifty Shades of Grey was poor, ugly and lived in a trailer people would just think he was a sex pervert yeah it's because he's rich and handsome he's rich, he's young and he's good looking and he's Irish. Well, the actor played him as Irish. Anyway. Is Gray an Irish name? No, no, Jamie Dorn. Dorn. Oh, okay. oh, the guy who actually is, who plays him yeah, in the movie yeah, is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah and it's really funny because he was in a movie with Christopher Walken. <laughs> we we tried watching it a while ago, right? And just go, go completely off topic as usual straight away, right? But anyway, that's fine. Um, where it's based in Ireland and it's about this whole thing to do like a dispute over some land or some shit like that. We didn't get enough into it, but um, like Jamie is an Irishman, but like it's like he put on more of an Irish accent for this film. <laughs> but then, uh, 
I'm trying to remember who's in it. I think it was like fucking Emily Blunt or something. And Christopher Walken is supposed to be doing this Irish accent. Now, can you imagine Christopher Walken? Just think of Christopher Walken's voice. Now, put an Irish twang <laughs> onto that. I, uh, it is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can't, can't deal with this anymore. So Can't do it. No. I'm gonna look up now, Jamie, and I have to tell you what this this film is because it is uh it's 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 pretty fucking funny. Not the same. Well worth the watch for the first time. Be minutes. more Irish. <laughs> I am Irish. Well, be more Irish. So I'm on IMDb, but it's not giving me his list of films for some reason. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm sure. I think it, it's pretty. Wild Mountain Time or something. I don't know. Anyway, let's let's just continue on. Fuck all this shit. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, Dan, let's take you back to England, somewhere around the early 1530s. Let's say you are a gypsy, wandering aimlessly from town to town, scamming people out of their hard-earned coin with promises of fortune telling and other mystical acts. But thanks to the Act Against Vagrants passed in 1530 by the choleric King Henry VIII, being a simple nomad traveling around and trying to make a living was now illegal. You are arrested and then punished quickly. Your hands are bound and then they are tethered to the back of a cart with a length of rope. As the cart was led through the streets of the town, your exposed back would be whipped. The treatment could last as long as it took the cart to move from one specified place to another, like from the local court to the village church, or until sufficient damage was inflicted for the blood to run freely down your back and legs and leave a visible trail on the roadway. This was the punishment of flagellation, or whipping or flogging. I I will use various terms depending on what weapon we are talking about. Whipping, flogging, caning all that so but it's all flagellation beating somebody with something is flagellation so there you go i realize that now (laughs) the blanket term for using um a foreign object to beat some the shit out of somebody pretty much pretty much yeah or you're beating the hell out of yourself or you know but that's self-flagellation, which we'll get a little bit too here in a little bit. Um, Let's not start to talk about beating ourselves here now. Come on. It's, it's that type of <laughs> podcast, Kevin. That's for the after hours. classy show. over here. God damn it. <laughs> that's for when we get back to the Dan show. That's what that's for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so now when I decided that we should cover this issue, uh, I didn't quite realize how much shit there actually was to talk about. Uh, and since it's damn near impossible to pinpoint when exactly flagellation started, I think it might be easier to just cover the many different types of whips and canes that are used, when they were used, where they were used, why they were used, what happened to your body. It's a lot. So what we're going to go over, um, we're going to cover a lot of shit, but that's honestly a fraction that's out there. Mm. Um, I don't get really into paddling too much. I feel like that's its own thing because they also had a bunch of different types of paddles uh, that could be used, especially the French, the kinky bastards. That's a paddling. <laughs> that's a paddling. 
<laughs> yeah. Should have just left your old picture of your old background up. <laughs> um, and uh, there's foot whipping, which I don't really get into that because that's kind of its own thing, which will get its probably its own episode at some point. So I had to leave some stuff out. Honestly, I thought about just picking one type of whip and just, there you go, and just uh, covering that. But I just threw them all in together and get it over That's with. That's fair enough. Yeah. This could have easily been a two-parter, but I didn't want to do that. So we're just going to kind of fly through a whole bunch of different types. And if you have questions or comments, uh, you can email us, and I can be more descriptive through the email. Anyway. Most of the time, whippings and canings were a non-lethal punishment. Most of the time. Uh, They were used to inflict pain, leaving lasting scars, show the public what happens to those that break the law, and for entertainment purposes. Many whippings were public in some way or another, especially when we get to England. They, boy, they're big on letting people... Watch as other people are in misery. I don't know. How they, they kept the foot down, you see, is it's still that fear. You see, it's yeah, you know, it's all part and parcel of that shit. Mm-hmm. You gotta let the people know who's in charge. That's it. Yep. So let's go to the beginning, or at least what we believe is the beginning of flagellation. Ancient Egypt. Pretty much the beginning of human civilization. Uh, to the time of the Babylonian king Hammurabi, who reigned from 1792 to 1750 B.C. Whippings were generally carried out with bundles of reeds. Now, while this may sound like a fairly mild punishment, records indicate that in extreme cases, the punishment could result in the death of the victim, usually from post-punishment infection. Uh, I can't imagine the reeds or the water was too terribly clean. Uh, The risk of infection setting into the dozens, if not hundreds, of open lacerations caused by a whip were a common side effect of whippings throughout all cultures until well into the 19th century, when we had a better understanding of, you know, bacteria and germs and stuff like that. But did they really care? Not for a while. Mm. Uh, Again, for the most part, a caning or a whipping, a a flogging, was not meant to be fatal. It it, it was strictly uh, a non-lethal punishment at at a point. It finally got to there where it was non-lethal. And uh, they, they... some cultures would actually take the measures to make sure that the uh, the victim was not, you know, didn't die afterwards. Yeah. Or even during, if they had to stop and take a break or cut it short. Uh, that, 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 that happened. But as we go on, they get a little bit more humane with it, as ironic as that might sound. <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go from ancient Egypt up to ancient Rome, where slaves, prisoners of war, 
citizens of subject nations who transgressed Roman law, and uncooperative Roman soldiers were usually the ones that were met with a fairly wide variety of different whips and canes. But it was sometimes a small part of a much larger punishment. Think of, uh, well, whipping a condemned person while they are being dragged to their execution. I know the, mm. the one thing that always came up uh, everywhere you look that comes up is Jesus Christ getting whipped before he has to carry the cross, you know, and all that. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it uh, did lead to death, but not just the whipping. Uh, so first we have the simplest and least dangerous, the ferula, which was just a flat whip, uh, a piece of wood, almost like a paddle, but not quite big enough. Uh, that would be fairly painful, leave large welts, but those would eventually go away. So, you know, starting off not too bad. Some kind of like a flexible stick. Kinda. Mm. Yeah, like a like a fat stick. Mm. Flat one, you know. A flat a fat flat stick. Kinda. But then we move up to the scushia, which was a whip made of braided strips of parchment that could slice the flesh off the back of a victim like the world's worst paper cut. Sounds pretty bad. Yeah, so you know. You ever get a paper cut? Take it times like a thousand and put it on your back. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine like even like just air alone passing across that. Like, <laughs> you know, right. like if you get a paper cut, you just feel air crossing. across. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paper cuts fucking suck. I, I, I make cardboard boxes for a living and I get them all the time and they fucking suck. They <laughs> burn. Oh, fucking hate them. <laughs> But then you have the plumbate, which was a multi-corded whip, much like the more famous cat o' nine tails. At times, uh, small lead balls or thorns or tiny slivers or sharp metal were braided into the leather, changing its name to the ingule, in order to rip the flesh from the prisoner. Then we have the, flagi- the flagellum one of the only whips created to intentionally kill a person. Now, the flagellum was essentially a bullwhip. Think Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, used specifically to tear a person into pieces. It was often used as a weapon in the gladiator, gladiator arenas, and it was said to be used to shred condemned groups of Christians to entertain crowds that gathered at the games during the reign of Nero, a man who will get a two- or three-part series all on his own because he's a fucking madman. Was, was a madman, I should say. He lives on forever in our hearts. <laughs> Murdered his own mother. I mean, come on. Don't get yeah, a whole lot worse. Beating up all those crazy Christians. Now, let's jump over to Asia. From ancient times until the fairy, fairly recent past, China administered whippings with lengths of split bamboo. Uh, heavier and more substantial than the Egyptian reeds, there is no record of a death 
from a Chinese bamboo whipping. Probably because they were limited on the amount of times a prisoner could be whipped. The There's a cutoff for how many times somebody can get whipped through most of these cultures. With the Chinese, you're looking at in the double digits. Some of these cultures, you're looking triple almost into the four-digit. All right. Flash. Yeah. Um, it's going to get, yeah, it, it's going to get worse. Um, now, these would leave large welts and blood blisters on the back and upper thighs. Uh, and even though it wasn't used to kill, they did take the punishment seriously. During the periods of the Manchu dynasty, from 1644 to 1911, the art of the bamboo whip was developed to its most effective. Flogging masters were taught how to use their whip by flogging a block of tofu until they could strike it without breaking the surface. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Nobody hates tofu more than me, so like, you know. <laughs> yeah, beat it. Flog that piece of shit. <laughs> but I got my Just like the Christians, mean... nobody likes it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's just walking. Is that Christians with a bunch of tofu? Get him! Look, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christians eating tofu. British Christians eating tofu. Oh. Get their asses. But you got to admit, it, it's going to take some real talent and precision to smack tofu with bamboo and not break the skin. Yeah, yeah. That's so pretty, that's pretty they're, cool. they're trained on how to do it. Then we go to the Japanese who also used split bamboo as whips. But as we've come to know of the absolute brutality of the Japanese of the past, can cover, can talk about a few things, uh, they arranged their bamboo shoots with the sharp edges outward. Bamboo is, if, if, you, if you've never seen bamboo, bamboo is sharp. Yeah. Cut bamboo in half, very sharp. Chinese use the rounded ends to kind of spank you. Like with it, I guess hard. Japanese went fuck that. Go all in here, <laughs> and they turned it around so the razor sharp bamboo would rip the flesh clean off the bone. Oh. And the fact that Jap that Japanese law stated the person could only be hit with them quote up to no more than one hundred and fifty times, the survival of the victim was a matter of sheer luck. Very generous of them, that would be fair. You know, because everybody knows it's that 151st. That's the kill strike. That's the killer. Yeah. Like, that's the when fuck? the bamboo comes to life and <laughs> eats you. 150 times. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think we've already learned though, how just crazy the, the Japanese are at this stage. You know, very... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up up until just fairly recently, they were they took it to another level. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they just did. So let's mosey on over to Africa, and we find the shumbuk, which is a strip of animal hide, usually hippo or rhino, and cut and carved into strips uh, into a strip three to five foot long that tapered from an inch thick 
to about three-eighths of an inch thick. Rolled into a cylindrical shape, making it flexible and durable. Now, later versions uh, used in apartheid South Africa were made of plastic. Uh, these could slice a man open with even the smallest amount of force and were used primarily by South African police during riots. But because of the danger, they were banned for riot control in 1989. <laughs> Every other country in the world, I does a riot or I get shields and the billy clubs. You know, and they're like, you know, cutting bitches in half. <laughs> you know, tear gas. Like, <laughs> tear gas. Why? We can just beat them to death yeah. with these. Yeah. In Botswana, Tanzania, Nigeria, Eswatini, and Zimbabwe, they prefer caning with a rattan, or a long, flexible stick made from a variety of trees, still to this day. And up until recently, Kenya and Uganda... Did as well. So you 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 still get beaten with the rattan. You still get caned in uh, many African countries. It's a, it, again, I'm gonna <laughs> flog a dead horse here. <laughs> um, but, and I've said this numerous times on here. It's all like this. You just can't beat a good stick. You know, like no. you just can't I beat mean, a good like. It's like the whole thing we're saying about like the. Skull crushers and the thing that turned out looked like it was a glove opener and all that stuff. And yeah, like, like show somebody a hammer, put it to their hand, yep. <laughs> you know, that that's yeah, yep. I mean, it's just the the simplest things are usually the best, yeah. That's like, it's honestly. like to like we're watching Supernatural and there's a scene in an episode we're only actually watching an episode this morning and one of the guys is like getting tortured and his breaking point for when he starts to actually look worried is when the guy cracks out a hammer and places it again the ball end against his knee and he's like I got this is what I'm going to hit you like this is what I'm going to get and that's you can see he's like oh, yeah fuck like this is this is this is me fucked like <laughs> after yeah. everything like so the simplest thing these whole whipping and canes and sticks thing is and you see why it's still around. Basically. Yeah. You know, I, can't, I can't remember what movie it was. I want to say it was a Mel Gibson movie, but I cannot remember for the life of me. It was so long ago. But they have the guy strapped to a chair, and they're, like, using pliers to pull out fingernails and poking him with stuff and everything. And he's not giving him anything. And he doesn't give in until they, they get a hammer out, and they hold his foot down. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, tell us. Or we're going to smash your fucking toes with a hammer. And then he starts talking. He starts singing like a fucking canary. Yeah. Which I can't stand feet stuff. Feet stuff. Oh, drive me crazy. So, yeah, what movie was it I saw not too long ago? Somebody steps on a... Oh, I was watching uh, that movie X with Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega. And a guy steps on a... Um, a board with a uh, 16 nail penny nail sticking out. Yeah, yeah. And funk, a thing goes right through his foot. And I just went, ah! Yeah, I'm like, so yeah, the qu- a quiet place on the stairs. Oh, the yeah, when she's stepping ah. down the stairs. Oh, God. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of things like that, like um, the Evil Dead, the pencil scene. Into um, the Achilles that, tendon? That, God. The thing that gets me most about that is it's not just that it's the 
twist. Wiggling around. Wiggle. That, that, that scene, it, that scene <laughs> is one of the reasons I don't watch that movie anymore. I'll watch Evil Dead 2 because it's a little more, it's more funny. And uh, just, I, I, I don't that even worry about a, watching the Evil Dead. still has a bad enough stuff in it. Like, with the, uh, yeah, I don't know. No. Is it payback by any chance? Is that the Mel Gibson movie? That could have. I think that might have been it. Yeah. I was thinking that might have been the one. All right, and I, I looked it up. Yeah. There's uh, apparently a gratuitous torture scene in it. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we beat around the bush enough. Let's jump yeah. to the old mainstay of torture, for which this show gets most of his content, and without it, would give us almost nothing to talk about. Medieval Europe. Yay! For, yay! <laughs> We're home. That's where torture lives. Medieval <laughs> Europe. Yeah. Spanish were quite big fans of it, all right, as well. Oh yeah, it's just just all of them. The whole yeah. fucking continent was just yeah. eating it up. Meanwhile, we were sitting there eating our spuds, being all innocent. <laughs> just saying, could you just leave us alone? Yeah, we're just gonna sit over here. You leave us alone. Everything's fine. <laughs> one comes in, eventually leaves. Another one arrives at the shores as they're waving that glass one away. Here comes somebody else. You dickhead. Fuck you, Europe. Anyway, from the Middle Ages through the 18th century, Britain and Europe as a whole punished lesser offenses with a good old public whipping. The condemned party usually tied or manacled to a public whipping post. Uh, like the Romans, this was sometimes a small part of a larger punishment, like spending days locked in a pillory of some sort, or a lead up to a much more cruel end. Who knows? Uh, sometimes the victim would have vinegar or salt rubbed into the wounds afterwards, both to disinfect as to ward off death and to add a little bit more pain. I cannot imagine being whipped and then just ah cover them in salt and vinegar like yeah. a fucking potato chip yeah <laughs> that's disgusting yeah that's yeah yeah dip them in salt water after that's what you do hand sanitizer i think yeah. everybody after covid realized the paint realized how many cuts they had on their hands cuz everybody yeah. was using hand sanitizer fucking suck <laughs> now public whippings of women were abolished in 1817 and then of men in 1862 but not really been used since about the 1830s however private whippings of men in prison continued prison guards watchmen others in authority would use would use them to keep the population in check whips like the chain whip which is exactly what it sounds like. A foot-long handle was attached to three or four lengths of stout chain. Now, this wouldn't always break the skin because it was so heavy, wouldn't move fast enough, and it wasn't very sharp, but if used correctly, would break ribs, arms, and collarbones. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, its cousin, the jailer's whip, was a short handle with one 8 to 10 inch chain with a 4 to 6 ounce cast iron or lead weight on the end, and it had enough force to crush a man's skull. That, I always thought the concept of that bit of chain whip thing would be like an awesome 
D&D weapon. I'm shocked it doesn't really have something yeah. similar in it. Like, yeah, because it, it just sounds bad. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, just playing D&D. Oh, you find a chain whip and me and Dan are just like, no, put it down, put it down, walk yeah, away. Yeah. Put it down and walk <laughs> away. And then you had the bullet whip, which had two or three dozen musket balls sewn into a leather tube and attached to the wooden handle. And it was said to be just as effective as the chain whip as breaking bones. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It's supposed uh, to like the original sock full of quarters. Is it? Sock full of quarters. <laughs> yeah. Hold the guy down with yeah. his own blankets and just beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. Except, you know, cat lead balls. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that's, yeah. What you should do is you should put some of the gunpowder in and kind of light a little bit so every time he hits something, like, it's like. <laughs> English roulette. Yeah. You just swing it and wait to see if any of them blow up. Well, these uh, these wouldn't be abolished until about 1948, with the exception of a justice ordering them done on a prisoner that had committed committed an assault on prison staff, and that wouldn't be abolished until 1967, being used last around 1962. <laughs> yeah you kind of I don't know yeah I think it's really weird where um, the amount of stuff that's still kind of fresh if you get me yeah like it if is... you think about it <clears throat> when which what, sorry wait a second now what year did you say it was abolished uh, it 57? was officially abolished in 1967 67 so yeah. put it in a perspective two years later man landed on the moon yep that's how long ago? <laughs> Short time yep. ago. I Love Lucy had come and gone. <laughs> <laughs> People were still. Yeah. Well, well, look up real quick. What was the biggest movie in 1967? Okay. Biggest movie. 1967 was. <laughs> oh, it was The Graduate. <laughs> but it was released. It's funny enough, actually, it's ranked number one on it. Um, despite that it was released at the end of the year, though. So let's say realistically, probably Gone with the Wind, or yeah, or the Jungle Book. The Graduate came out right at the end of the year. So it was still the top-grossing movie of the year, despite the fact it came out nine, ten days before the end of the year. Yeah. Like in, so in the 10 days after it was released, it grossed 104,302,000. The graduate, really? Yeah, yeah. Versus Gone with the Wind, which was released three months beforehand, which only got nearly half of that. There's actually some good movies released that year. Casino Royale. Came out that year, the Jungle Book. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde was out that year. So the Dirty Dozen came out that year. Yeah, they were just abolishing being able to whip people with chains in English prisons. The God, the Bandy Ugly. Ooh, that's a good one. 
Well, let's uh, take a step back uh, a few years. Uh, Thanks to the Mutiny Act of 19, up 19, 1689, flogging became an official British military policy for disobedient soldiers. Standard sentence for minor infractions was established at 10 lashes and up to 39 for more serious transgressions. Which still seems like a lot of pain, but, you know, could Mm. be worse. However, people rarely learn from punishment. You know, this time you get 10, next time you get 20. Nobody wants to learn from their crimes? Well, fine, we'll move it up to 50. Still now, we'll move it up to 100, and so forth. And by the early 1700s, a deserter could be sentenced to as many as 900 lashes. And if the desertion took place while he was on guard, it could go as high as 1,500. Why? (laughs) Why? What's the fucking point of that shit? Really, like what, what, what? I just don't get the point. <laughs> well, October seventeen sixty two, three men were convicted of dereliction of duty and sentenced to eight hundred, six hundred, and three hundred lashes, respectively. When such a harsh sentence was imposed, an army surgeon was always on hand to see that the man didn't die of the wounds. And if shock or blood loss became too severe, a temporary halt was called and the man was taken to the infirmary to recover before the rest of the punishment could commence. So. That's just. You know they're in the infirmary like, how are you feeling? What happens when when I get to leave? Oh, they give you the rest of your lashes. Still not feeling too good. I think I'll stay in bed for a little yeah, while. Yeah. Still not feel well. Your, your wounds are looking pretty good. Nope, still hurt. <coughs> think I might die. Still think I might. <laughs> I got I got the coughs. Yeah, think I, might I got die. the COVID from the flashes. <laughs> Just gonna have to leave me here. I got the COVID. <laughs> yeah, I would never. I would never be okay again. Like, are you okay to go? No, no. I will never. No. For as long as you ask, I will never be okay. Fuck that shit. One of the problems with growing a beard is proper beard care. Going on a website or even to a brick and mortar store and seeing dozens of different options, whether it be oils, washes, balms, lotions, razors, butters, or just a massive amount of different companies all trying to sell you virtually the same product with a different logo. It can be difficult and overwhelming. And even worse, see, I already fucked it up. And even worse so if you're trying to buy beard products for someone else. Well, thebeardstruggle.com has made that process infinitely easier with their beard kits and bundles. Anything from a simple oil kit that gives you day tonic and night elixir. To the complete beard care bundle that gives you the day and night oils, beard shampoo, beard conditioner, beard balm, and the Viking Sea Mineral Beard Mask. The beard growth bundle that comes with the Boxster Growth Accelerator and the Derma Roller. To Cracky Shave Kit that gives you everything you need to keep your beard short and trimmed up. To the mother of all beard kits, the Apex Bundle 2.0 that comes with 15 different products including the heated beard brush and straightener. 
And if you're still just not sure what bundle to get, you can take their beard routine quiz and the beard struggle will tell you what the best beard care routine and products are for your specific beard type and price range. The beard struggle takes the confusion out of what you get, what to get from the love of the Anyway, the beard struggle takes the. The reading the ad struggle. <laughs> the beard struggle takes the confusion out of what to get for your beard or that special beard wearer in your life. And the best part is since it's a bundle, you save money. And with our exclusive discount code, TORTURE19, that's T-O-R-T-U-R-E 19, you'll save even more, 19% at checkout. And with their 90-day money-back guarantee, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. And since they never test on animals, you can feel good supporting an ethical company that also produces a quality product. TheBeardStruggle.com. Do what's right for your beard. Do what's right for your face. Sort your fucking beard out. I just still don't get, like, I don't understand why, like, you subject somebody to, well, I know why some people are just fucking freaked, but, like, subjecting somebody to 800 lashes over anything, like, it gets to a stage, though, I'm sure, where it's just, like, surely they'd be passed out. You know, you've already gone beyond completely maiming them. Yeah. At that stage. Like, they wouldn't have any flesh left on their back. I know you probably move on to other parts as well, but to... Well... Again, so the army surgeon could stop it and say he's had enough for now. You know, he needs to to rest and heal, and we'll get back to it when he's fully healed. Sometimes they were ordered, you know, however many hundreds of lashes, and they would take as many as they thought they could handle, and then they, you know, they would say, "Okay, you learned your lesson," and and we'll cut it short. There were a few stories I saw where people were sentenced to like four hundred whips of, you know, four hundred canings. And they got through like, I don't know, a hundred and they said, okay, you've had enough. And they reduced the sentence down. Um, Just one and I've had enough. Thank you very much for future <laughs> reference. I, uh, yeah. For future, for any, yeah. anything wrong I might do, in their, uh, yeah. I want it on record that one is enough. Just in case you get caught for stealing an orange again or something stupid. I, <laughs> I won't do it anymore. Just one. Yeah. Well, caning or keel hauling, which one would you rather have? Oh, a party to cane. Yeah, I would think the cane. <laughs> yeah, because at least the then, because at least then somebody will stop it if you've had too much. Yeah, that's true. My luck, somebody would keel haul me, and I'd be halfway under the boat, and they'd be like, "I think he's had enough. Let's yeah, stop yeah, now." Yeah, and yeah. they just leave me down there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> There'd be guys under the water waiting to cane you while you're going through. <laughs> just scuba divers, yeah. you know, old old pirate scuba gear. Keel cane. It's just the sponge. The guy got the oily sponge in his mouth. Kids, that's what we like to call it. That's what we call a callback. You get a lump of wood from the keel of the ship, so it has the barnacles on it, and you do your whipping with that. Oof. Now that now is like a, yeah, a little barnacle whip. Oh god. Writing that you're, down you're for D like, you're, <laughs> you're just like whip. One step removed from Ling Chi at that point, then. Yep. You're just you're just cutting people open. Barnacle whip.
Guess what my Barnacle next character is going to be. God damn it, I'm not playing D&D with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing a game with your family now. Save it, save it for all for them. <laughs> yeah, I actually need to order some books for that. I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> now, many times the floggings were carried out before the rest of the, the troop with a drummer beating time to keep the rhythm of the whip steady. Uh, drummer beat faster, he'd whip faster. He'd beat slower, he'd whip slower. You know, you know how it works. Now, people did die from this. And for some of the stupidest reasons, during the Peninsular War, a soldier was so seriously flogged that he died several days later. His offense... Being dirty during an inspection. So they made him shower today. No, not yet. Beat him. It's just, yeah, you you were dirty for an inspection, and now you're dead. But the American military under George Washington wasn't any better. They could be flogged for things like wearing their hat at the wrong angle feigning illness to get out of duty, swearing, not cleaning their muskets properly, or having too little ammunition. Too little ammunition. Why would you have too little ammunition? Sure, it's up to somebody else to ensure that you're giving, given the appropriate amount of ammunition. <laughs> you would think. I just imagine they're just, American troops are lined up on the road waiting for the British. And Washington's like, fire! And they're all just shooting. And the one guy's like, I'm out! Yeah. And Washington just yells over to the British. He's like, wait, wait, wait. We got to beat this guy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just hold off. We just got to gotta beat this guy just for a second because he ran out of ammunition. It'll be, it'll be a minute. It's funny because nowadays they give out to you for carrying too much, I'm sure. So you don't really have oh, to account for every single red cent yeah, bullet. they like, think you're hoarding it. Hoarding it. Yeah. Oh, how the times change. Well, oh, it. how the turns table. Yep. Yep. Now they stick 50 cal rounds into a piece of leather and beat you with it instead. <laughs> the musket balls just weren't doing enough for them. Yep. Now, the British Navy of the 17th and 18th century made up almost entirely of criminals that were essentially kidnapped off the streets could be flogged for things like being the last one to climb the rigging of the ship and make it back down. Um, I did not realize that when I, when I had read that, uh, that many people in the Navy in the 16 and 1700s didn't sign up to be in the Navy. They were criminals and gang members and transients and whoever they could find on the street. They just walk up to them, knock them over the head and kidnap them, throw them on a boat. They'd wake up on a boat and now you're in the British Navy. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's. I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's funny. It's like now they they were around, they... around a recruit and it's like, okay, just like, I want him. Okay, boom. <laughs> I want him. Boom. He didn't put much of a fight. I want him. They're, what are you guys out to do? Oh, we're recruiting for the Navy. What do you got there? Just some two by fours. Have you got anything? Any pamphlets or any any uh, clipboards, I can, papers I could sign? No. Just the two-by-fours. Now, they would be made to 
kiss the gunner's daughter, which was just being bent over a cannon and beaten with a five-foot length of rope that was as thick as a man's wrist that had been covered in tar. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and now we get to the one I'm sure you've all been waiting for. The Cat of Nine Tails. <laughs> most infamous one, it's I think, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely the most that and the bull whip are the two most known whips, I would think. And bull whip's yeah. only really known because Indiana Jones. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I never even it was called a bull whip for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, it was just a it, that was just a everybody just it, that was just a whip. That's what that's a whip. Yeah, you know, you had the cat of nine tails, and you had a whip, it was a whip. bull whip. Yeah, yeah. It was a British of, of it was a it was a favorite of the British Navy. Men would be tied spread eagle to an upended grating, and the rest of the crew would be forced to watch as the sergeant of marines or the bosun's mate swung the cat. Interestingly enough, the cat of nine tails was only allowed to be used on the main deck because the confined quarters and low ceilings of the lower deck didn't have enough room to properly use the whip. And this is where we get the not-so-often-used term, no room to swing a cat, when talking about a confined space. I don't know if you ever hmm. heard that that yeah. phrase. That's where it comes from. So it's not about actual cats. It's not about an actual cat. I mean, it works. <laughs> if there's no room to swing a cat of nine tails, there's probably no room to swing a real cat. Would you want to swing a real cat? That's I've question. had some cats I wouldn't mind swinging. It's <laughs> fair enough. I'm not I'm not advocating for animal cruelty, but there's a few cats that I would have imagined that I would have would not have mind swinging around because they were just just assholes. That's more than fair enough. Yeah. Now the cat itself was a nine thonged or tailed whip made of braided leather each thong being about two and a half feet long and having two or three knots along each. Each braid would be able to cut through the skin and the knots would rip out the flesh. After each lash, the one administering the punishment would have to stop, untangle the braids, and clean any soft flesh stuck in them as to not hinder their effectiveness before continuing. Witnesses said that the aftermath of the cat looked like that the man had had a hawk rip pieces from their back with its talons. Nice. Ow. <laughs> okay. And these were these were used quite often uh, in night. I keep saying nineteen. I don't know what in seventeen fifty nine <sighs> alone there were four instances where major floggings took place. Thomas Golden and Francis French were e each received 350 lashes for desertion and scandalous action. James Manfield got 400 lashes for stealing, and John Gazzard got 600 lashes for insubordination. More serious crimes, such as, such as sedition and mutiny, would result in a sentence of court-martial. And that man would have to endure the flogging around the fleet. The total number of lashes sentenced to the man 
was divided by the number of ships in port. The offender was rowed between each ship for the crews to witness his punishment, which could be hundreds of lashes. Surgeon, again, was present and could stop the flogging if it endangered the culprit's life, but a tally was kept of how many lashes were still to be carried out, and once the wounds had healed, the floggings would be resumed. As a result, a sentence often took months or even years to complete. Hmm. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I just got out of the hospital, so I got to go get beaten with the cat of nine tails for a while. <laughs> so I'll probably be back in the hospital by the end of the week. Yeah. I'm always fit to go back again. Go on. Lost spot. Oh, flogging in the Royal Navy was abolished in 1879 when John O'Connor Power brought in a cat to the common library so that the members of the house could see what was being used on their sailors. Called the Great Cat Contention, Power said, quote, Mr. Speaker, since the government has let the Cat out of the bag. <laughs> there is nothing to be done but to take the bull by the horns. <laughs> Jeez. God, with that many, that many, uh, what you call it? God, why is my brain not working? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Moments lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, of course, this, of course, was only for Britain proper. The citizens of Australian penal colonies could still be whipped, hung up by their wrists so their feet barely touched the ground, stretching the skin in the process. They would be whipped with the cat, and then their backs rinsed with a brine. The last flogging there took place in 1958. Jesus. It's the year my father was born, so that puts it in perspective for me. Yeah. Now, it seems crazy to think that the mid-20th century, people in first world countries were still being flogged, but in Northern Ireland, prisoners could still be whipped until 1973. Yep. It was 10 years before I was born. That's it. Yeah. At least. Uh, all sorts of crazy shit happening up there. At least Always four of been. my siblings were already alive. Well... Three of my siblings were already alive. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, crazy times in Lord yeah. Ireland. High. Of course, I mean, it's the Irish that are always getting picked on the longest. Yes, yes it is. But, and I was thinking when I was, when I was looking this up and I was writing all this out, I was thinking, the Irish should almost, you guys should almost take it as a compliment. <laughs> Why? <laughs> So if if you're trying to control all these people, like mm-hmm. the English had done for so long, there were certain people they gave leeway to and certain people they didn't. Now, when you're trying to control people, you only give leeway to the people. You only take your foot off the necks of the people that you know you don't have to worry about. They didn't really worry about us too much. They didn't worry about us till really when the French started getting into it and uh, causing a real problem. But up until then, they didn't. They didn't. They're like, just pay your fucking taxes. We don't give a shit what you got. Just, just we're not worried about you all that yeah. much. We really aren't until the French got involved. 
So all these different colonies and all these different countries that they were, you know, pressuring, that they let them kind of get away with doing some stuff every once in a while, or they they weren't as tough on for a long time. It's because they knew they didn't pose that much of a problem. Who did they keep their neck on the their foot on the throat of the longest? The Irish, yes. yeah. because they knew that if they took their foot off of the throat of the Irish, the Irish would stab them in the fucking taint with a potato peeler. They would go after them. They they would you couldn't give them an inch because they would take a mile, and they knew that they knew that if they they didn't they didn't keep going after the Irish that the Irish would eventually stand up and say, okay, go ahead. Let us get up real quick. See what the fuck happens. So that's a fair point. You should take it as a compliment because they feared you more than anybody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice way to try and make us feel better about having an English foot on your neck, Kevin. Appreciate <laughs> it. They, 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 they're so awesome. Why were they so mean to the fucking Irish? It's like, oh, because if they weren't, the Irish would... And eventually, you guys did stand up and go, fuck off! And, yeah, yeah. you know, at least at least for a lot of you, some of you, not so much. But. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, that's just the thought that came to my head. Take no, maybe it's however. true. Yeah, they, um... Yeah, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Because if if they weren't afraid of you guys, and if they didn't give a shit, they just wouldn't worry about you. They just let you go, just you know, do whatever. But anytime you guys wanted to raise up, or anytime you wanted your no, they had uh, they had to come in full force. That's very far so. point. Yeah. Anyway, now that I'm off that tangent, <laughs> staying in Europe, we head to the home of what I think Dan is our best and most offensive accent. France. Oh, yeah. They love themselves a bit of torture. <laughs> During the French Revolution, uh, even though it wasn't an official punishment, revolutionary leaders could be seized by the Jacobins and flogged, like Hon Joseph Theron de Miracle. It's actually, it, it, it's spelled out and Joseph. Theragine de Mercourt, but I looked up the pronunciation and it kind of it's French French is it's like you you take Spanish and you take Italian and you put both of them in a hat at the same time and then you grab a handful and you throw half of it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fair point. <laughs> anyway. She was a Belgian singer and organizer in the revolution on May 15th. Uh, again, I put down 1973, May 15th, 1793. She was delivering a speech in the Jardin de Tourie, uh, when she was attacked by the Jacobins, stripped naked and whipped on the ass in the public garden. She soon went crazy, refused to wear any clothing, suffered from headaches and ended her life in an institution. Not making any jokes. <laughs> well, keep my right. mouth shut. <laughs> uh, 
the the next one you can't make any jokes of. It's uh-huh. you just can't. During the Holocaust, victims at Auschwitz-Birkenau could be subject to flogging publicly during evening roll call. At first over a stool and later over a special construction called the goat. In the main camp, prisoners were also flogged in the courtyard of Block 11. Prisoners' feet were immobilized in a wooden box, abdomen resting on the goat, and their arms were stretched forward. And SS men, or prisoner functionaries, administered the flogging using heavy sticks or a bullwhip. Prisoner being flogged usually had to count out the number of blows in German. And if they lost count, the punishment started over from the beginning. The highest number of blows was supposed to be 25, but this depended in practice of the SS men or the prisoner functionaries doing the flogging. Can you imagine not knowing German all that well, getting to 24 and that not can't remember 25 and they start all over? I'm assuming that's the point, though. More than likely, because yeah. most of the people who were there were Polish. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, how yeah, well I'm they sure knew. They only knew how to count to three in German, and that would be about it. Yeah. Well, that's just usually what they count down when they shot people, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Heading yeah. over to Russia, we have the note, which was introduced in the 15th century by Ivan III. It's a one-handed whip, like the cat, but its three or four two-foot-long thongs were made from stiff, twisted rawhide rather than curled or braided leather. Each twist of rawhide had a loop at the end with an additional narrow strand of hide. The second thong was intended to rip small pieces of flesh from the victim during the flogging. To make it worse... The whole thing can be soaked in water and frozen before the whipping. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Every time you say tongue, I would think of that. Is it Cisco? Sings tong, Cisco. Tong, 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 tong. <laughs> a, Russianer, a Russian executioner once said that a normal man could be dead after 20 lashes. A tougher man might make it to 25. Moose and squirrel make it to 25. Squirrel squirrel fly away. Moose make joke. I laugh. He run. (laughs) And if this wasn't bad enough, they could always whip out their great knout, which was just a larger knout with metal hooks at the end. In just a few swings, the great knout could tear a man literally to pieces. Emperor Nicholas I abolished the punishment in 1845 and replaced it with the pleti, a light, a lighter whip with three tails. Oh. So don't use that to whip. Just That's use this. Hide. Whip yeah. him with this, this little thing. Yeah. Use this to whip him. Instead it's of like, sh- it's like, it's sh- petite oh, whip. See? It's tiny. <laughs> now here in America. Our most substantial use of whippings and floggings was during the slave years, kind of like in Brazil. Slaves could be whipped by their owners or patrollers, who were mostly poor white men that were given authority to whip any slave that violated the slave code, which included movement restrictions, marriage restrictions, post-prohibited uh, gatherings, things like that. Um, I don't 
that's really all I have about the whole slave thing because of, at some point down the road we are going to do a series on the slave trade and the tortures they went through and well boy I can only just do that once so I'm not going to yeah. get into it. I say it's probably going to be the uh, most humorous episode we want to end up doing. God I hope, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> It'll probably be frolics. That will definitely yeah, it'll be another one that Dan comes up with a bunch of dad jokes and or riddles and tells us to break up the horrible things that are happening. Yeah, I'm already looking Eventually. forward to it. Same okay, thing. that's yeah. that's uh let's also cover the Holocaust. Just just while we're at it. <laughs> that we will we will. I was about to say we're gonna do the same thing when we talk about the, the atrocities of the Holocaust. Because, you know it's time for my moment to shine. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dan, get your dad jokes ready. We we're haven't even made it. we haven't made it anywhere, and we're already going to get cancelled. That's what's yep. going to happen. I think that's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, we we did the rape of Nan King, and those are very popular episodes. So, I mean, if we can if we can cover those fucking horrors, I imagine we can cover cover the rest of them and not yeah. get. Yeah, I kind of held held my tongue a little bit in that, those. Like so did I. <laughs> so it was one of the rare times I thought before I spoke, and I yeah. was like, yeah. No, if I say that, uh-huh. it's gonna be horrible. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Caribbean countries such as Trinidad and Tobago, they use birching, which is just bundles of branches instead of whips or single cane. Um, here, like down south, they would call it getting a switch. Switch, you know. I don't I know if you guys do that. Yeah, over there you or told not. me about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Sends you out to get a switch. It's just, yeah. You know, it's not. What, I don't think it's something that we called it unless I'm just very mistaken you know yeah so it's pretty much just hey kid go out and get a stick and bring it back so i can beat you with it that's yeah that's all it is you use your wicked slipper yeah i had had the wicked slipper so why does flagellation hurt so much well because with a whip especially a longer whip the end is moving up to 30 times faster than at the handle end. So if you're able to swing your arm. always hurt, to be fair. Sometimes flatulation <laughs> hurts. And if it does too often, you should consult your doctor about it. There you go. But... <laughs> I think you're adding a T. Flagellation, not flat. Flagellation. <laughs> so if you're able to swing your arm around 50 miles per hour, which isn't really that difficult to do, the end of that whip is actually moving upwards of 1,500 miles per hour. Now, obviously, for heavier and shorter whips, this wouldn't happen. But even for the chain whip, that could be moving at 10 times the speed of your hand. And for something like the shambok, which is long and straight, that would be a fraction of an inch of material moving at your body at hundreds of miles per hour more than enough speed and force per square inch to instantly slice you open. Yeah. Because all you got to do, you move your hand, just you move your wrist just like that. At that probably like five mile an hour. But the other end of that is moving at like a hundred mile an hour. And that's just going right into your soft flesh. Yeah, it's surprising. It's just not enough force behind it to properly sever anything. But you can see how that happens with items. You know what I mean? Like the whole concept. Remember, I can't remember who it was. It was something to do with people. Remember, they tied up ropes and decapitated guys on bikes. The guy on a bike. 
Yeah. At one stage, same thing. Obviously, you're driving at 80 miles per hour or something like that. You're going to have enough force behind that. But just so I'm saying, yeah, a person hitting it has the same speed, but not as mm-hmm. much force or enough force to or to pass through you enough. But yeah. Yeah. Blech. Yeah. If, if you tie a rope to your to your neck and then to the door handle of a, of a door and slam the door shut, it's not going to do anything. It's like you your tooth to... so you can give it to the tooth fairy. Yeah. But if you tie it to a car bumper and they take off, yeah, it's different. Now, you would think that by now this type of thing would be long gone. Well, you'd be wrong. So first, let's head to the Middle East. Saudi Arabia didn't abolish the act until April of 2020 after the Saudi activist Raif Badwai was publicly given the first 50 of the thousand lashes he was sentenced for insulting Islam through electronic channels in 2015. It's still used in places like Syria, where political dissidents, POWs, and even civilians are flogged fairly regularly, used by both the Free Syrian Army and the Syrian Arab Army. In Iran... Over a hundred offenses are punishable by flagellation, theft, assault, vandalism, defamation, and fraud to act to acts that shouldn't be criminalized at all, like adultery, intimate relationships between unmarried men and women, breach of public morals, and consensual same-sex relations. Many of those flogged in Iran are young people under the age of 35 who have been arrested for peaceful activities like publicly eating during Ramadan or having relationships outside of marriage and attending mixed-gender parties. In April of 2017, an unmarried couple convicted of having an illegitimate relationship were sentenced to a 100 lashes each. A month later... 35 young men and women arrested in the Kazvin province for dancing, mingling, and consuming alcohol at a party were sentenced to 99 lashes each. Sentences carried out immediately. So pretty much you're going to get whipped for enjoying yourself. How dare you enjoy your life and have fun? You dance, mingled, and consumed (laughs) alcohol at a party. Well, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? That's kind of the definition of a party. It's like, hey, Dave, you want to go to a party tonight? Ah, do you be any chicks? Uh, No, thank God. (laughs) Let's go. Wait a minute. Is there going to be dancing? No. Mingling and consuming of alcohol? No. Okay, I think I'm good. Yeah, that's good. It's just an empty white room. I'll just stand there. Lashing sentences were also carried out in May of 2016 against a group of 17 minors who protested against the employment conditions as being dismal in West Aberdeen province. Journalists and bloggers have also been sentenced to flogging in relation to their work. In July of 2017, an appeal court sentenced journalist Mohammed Mohammed Reza Fathi to 459 lashes for publishing lies and creating unease in the public mind through his writing. 459. What? Why? Yeah. What? 
very specific number. It's a specific number. <laughs> oh, I got him with 460. I miscounted. Start over. <laughs> In Afghanistan, the Taliban just a year ago flogged 22 individuals in a sports stadium. Both men and women were given between 25 and 30 lashes for alleged crimes, including adultery, gay sex, running away from home, drug trafficking, and theft. You ran away from home. No, I was just going to the grocery store. You ran away from home! Mr. Curfew. Whip. In countries ruled by Sharia law, like the Maldives and the Akh region of Indonesia, female flogging squads will punish women that have been raped because they see it as adultery. How fucking backwards do you have to be? I I know. He raped me. Oh, you had sex with him. No. No, he held me down and he forced it. But still. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's just, yeah, it's stupid. Nick fucking <laughs> yes. stupid. Yes, it's stupid. Understands <laughs> words of wisdom. It's yeah. stupid. It's just, yeah. <laughs> In Singapore, Malaysia, and Brunei, healthy males under 50 can still be sentenced to a maximum of 24 strokes of the rattan on the bare ass. This is mandatory for some offenses like drug or violent crimes but also immigration violations, sexual offenses, and vandalism. In 1994, Singapore, Michael Fay, a teenage American student, was sentenced to six lashes by the cane after he vandalized several automobiles. I remember this story fairly well. I don't know if it was a big thing over in Ireland because he was an American teenager, but this story took over the news for a long time. I don't remember exactly how long it, it lasted, but through the whole process, like Singapore has an American teenager and they are going to cane him. And we were glued to the TV. We were up in arms about it. And it, it ended up hurting relations between Singapore and America. And he, he did end up getting his lashes. It's not like we bartered or, or got him out. He ended up going, you know, Getting his lashes yeah, in yeah. Singapore, and it was a it was a big thing. That's it was the first time I had ever heard of caning. I was eleven. In religious practice, Christians have used self-flagellation for centuries to atone for sins, usually things like lust or to purify yourself. This was big during the Black Plague. Going to a party with women and alcohol, <laughs> eating tofu. Yeah. Even Martin Luther practiced it as a means of mortification of the flesh before leaving the Roman Catholic Church. And then there is, of course, flogging for sexual pleasure, which, honestly, I'm not into, but if two or more consulting adults, go ahead. Knock yourselves out. Literally, if, if that's what you're into. I mean, you, you do you. Or each other, whichever. Or each other. You know, at the same time, both. I don't care what you do. As long as you're both adults and consenting, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you do. Unless you know? you're in Saudi Arabia or Iran, then apparently you're yeah, not. Yeah, then maybe, maybe, yeah, then maybe don't. Oh. Not because, not because it's not okay 
morally for you to do it, but it's probably it's probably not a good idea. Uh, no. Oops. It's like the word of wisdom you had last last time. Uh, don't do stupid <laughs> shit in Russia. Don't do sexy shit in Iran yeah. or Saudi Arabia. <laughs> is most Was of your, con- is most you of your country made of sand? Yes. Don't do stupid <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh, can you count the amount of camels on one hand, or do you need two? Yeah. <laughs> it's more than one hand. Don't do stupid. Don't do shit. sexy things. Yeah. <laughs> don't do sexy things. Uh, all right, I, I I know there's a ton. Um, you got a pop culture for us, Dan? A uh, quick few easy ones. Things like the Da Vinci Code has the self-flagellation in yep. it. Very famous yep. one. Um, Twelve Years a Slave. It's one. Yeah. And of course, the Passion of Christ. Stigmata. Um, the uh, is it to Kill a Mockingbird? One of the Hunger Games. Not to kill a mockingbird. That's a different thing. <laughs> the, the mockingjay thing. To kill a mockingbird. Yeah. Um, classic <laughs> film. That right there. Um, I especially loved the bit when Atticus Finch stabbed a guy in the eye with the arrow. That was yes, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry. The one of the um, Hunger Games films has um, a well-known scene when that's yeah. happening. Also, there's plenty of. Plenty of it. Spartacus is one of them. Glorious Bastards, Django Unchained. Yeah. Scenes in it as well. Um, there's a there's a movie called Would You Rather that has that uh Shambok in it. Mm. And uh it's pretty intense. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. It's a pretty good movie. Never seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, there's plenty of them. Don't forgive them. Yeah, was... The Prince of Egypt classic cartoon. I think I remember going yeah. to see that when it came out. Yeah, Starship Troopers. Yeah, Twelve Years a Slave is a hard one to, to watch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's uh, just, glory. It's a serious amount. Glory with the uh, Denzel Washington and um Matthew Broderick. That's a really good one. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I have not. He gets he gets whipped. Yeah, and then pretty much obviously the biggest one of all, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. there you go yeah oh fuck thank you to our patrons willow quinn fowler and mx sinister 26 um if you would like to join our patreon go patreon.com slash torture pod uh you can get that free week of our cult leader tier um you know go on there see what we got see what we have to offer if you like it you can become a member if not then you just cancel and you're not out any money i mean it's Pretty simple. Uh, you can get a hold of us, torturepod at gmail.com, or you can go Instagram, threads, TikTok. We're on X, but I don't really do a whole lot on there, but it's at torturepod for each of those. Uh, you can donate to the show through our link tree on our socials, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash torturepod and buy us a coffee. Or even better, Go to redbubble.com slash people slash torture pod and get some of our merch. That if you're on our YouTube page looking at the snippet, um, youtube.com slash torture pod, you can see Dan and I both have on the torture hats. I have on the torture hoodie right now. And it's beautiful. I love it. I should have got a bigger size. I always need to remember to get a bigger size when it comes to hoodies and jackets. Yes. 
fascination of White Room and Ling Chi and key hauling and whatnot. I always get just like an extra large and I need to get a 2X because these are always so fucking tight on me anymore. So, but, you know, that's a weight problem on my... On my I hear you. Uh, hint for our next episode. What do a snake, a rooster, a dog, and a monkey have in common? <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to find out. It's it's nothing good. They eat their own poop. <laughs> Some well, yeah. Some of them. I don't know. I, I don't think a snake eats its own poop. And I don't know if a rooster can because like liquid. Monkeys probably do, and I know dogs do. Yeah, I think it was honed in on those too, and then after that, that. So. Dan, any words of wisdom? Mm. Flagellation isn't just for Christmas. Um, <laughs> be respectful of your partner's safe words. You know, um, especially if it's no, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm not into Mom that tonight, stop. baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, look, if your slave is acting up, just don't, just don't do it. It's not fair. Yeah. Not very nice. No, maybe just don't have a slave. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not judging. But yeah, I don't have a slave. Yeah. Um don't have a slave. I am if you have a slave, I'm judging. If it's a sex slave and it's consensual, then you, yeah. you rock out. But if it's an actual slave, yeah, don't do um, it. Um yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I repeat myself again. Yeah, the whole thing of you know, if you look outside and it's mainly barren sandy crap, don't do don't do sexy silly don't things. Do, don't do sexy even, unless you're Married, and even at that, then you're kind of kind of walking yeah, on eggshells, thin ice kind of thing. There, you know, God only knows. I still don't know. I still yeah. don't know. It's a bit, of a, married, I still it's don't a bit know. of a razor's edge over there. It's kind of like, yeah. yeah, you're married. Did you look at each other? Yes. That's a paddling. Did you see her naked? She's my yes. wife. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. Yeah. 5,000 lashes <laughs> for blinking in your wife's direction. Yeah. I saw, I saw a comic the other night day said they had a safe word. It was repent. <laughs> That's fucking great. Repent. Have I ever told you the, uh, the Armageddon story, the felching thing? I don't know. It's... There's an old, there's, I'll, I'll have to, I'll look for it. And I'll send it to you. It's the best fucking, it's the funniest fucking thing you will ever hear in your goddamn life. I, I've, I've known this, I can hear it in my head right now, for probably 25 years. And I still can't hear it without busting up laughing. So it's a news reporter talking about what's happening in some local news. And there were these two guy, these two gay guys who were doing, uh, uh, experimenting with felching. And felching is when you stick the paper tube up a guy's ass and then put a gerbil Richard in there. Gear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the guy, the guy goes, uh, there's a felching accident. Puts the gerbil up the other guy's ass. And he immediately screamed the safe word, Armageddon! <laughs> and the guy cannot hold it. <laughs> <laughs> 
he just busts out laughing and he laughs through the rest of the fucking broadcast it's fucking hilarious i will find it i will send it to you and if i can i will post it on our instagram or something so everybody can hear it's the funniest yeah. fucking thing you ever hear in your life it's great it's so good i can't wait it's so fucking good oh. all right Whew. i think that's enough from us yeah, I don't know about everybody listening, but I'm already tired of hearing myself. So. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. We'll see you. Bye-bye.